This is the All Anal, All Anal, All Anal, All Anal Podcast with your host, Sebastian Starr. Sebastian Starr. With your host, Sebastian Starr. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the All Anal Podcast. I am your host, Sebastian Starr, and today I kind of wanted to, you know, travel back in time a little bit, if you will. Go back to my high school years and middle school years, basically grade school years, and kind of revisit the music that I was listening to during that time. More specifically, this one album in particular, Ocean Eyes by Owl City. Now, I'm pretty sure people are very familiar with the song Fireflies. It kind of washed over as being like a one-hit wonder from this one particular guy who was very, like, trippy and colorful and psychedelic, and everything was kind of moving around all over the place. The music video was fun, and it was cool and nostalgic. And it just made people feel good listening to it. You felt good listening to the song. You felt good watching the video. And it was overall just a good vibe, right? So I took it a step further and decided to ask for the CD for, you know, Christmas presents. Because that's what I did for like a very long time. I just asked for music for Christmas every year. And I had gotten this album. It was actually a deluxe album. It was a two-disc you know, so the first disc had like the first 12 songs on it, and then the second disc had like a couple of remixes and bonus tracks on it. So it was a pretty cool little CD, but I was listening to it the other day and I just thought to myself, wow, I feel like if anyone who knows me well now as the person that I am now as an adult, you would probably never guess that I would have this album or even know who this guy is, you know, let alone owning the physical copies of these CDs. But I was listening to it, and I was like, this is actually really, really nice. You know, it's it's comfortable. It's soothing. But at the same time, it's this wild, I'm not going to say rampage. That's very chaotic. But it's like this wild roller coaster ride of colors and feelings. I think one of the things that attracted me to this album primarily in the beginning was how different it was. It was very much all over the place. It was very different. It was very bright and beautiful. Ironically, his second album was titled All Things Bright and Beautiful, but that album was a bit darker, it seems. So it kind of this reverse thing, this like ironic twist on the album titles. And but we'll get into all things bright and beautiful for that. We'll save that for a later date. But we're talking about Ocean Eyes in particularly and just how impactful it was. So let's dive into these songs, shall we? The first song, Cave In, which it comes in so playfully. And this is the thing that kind of blows me about this entire album. It's so playful, but not only that, the lyricism is very, you know, colorful, poetic. It's very childish, but also very amusing. It's it's very, very, it's different. And I don't understand why, you know, he wasn't getting the praise that he was getting. And he did release, you know, unreleased tracks under a different name, but he just kind of disappeared. And maybe the the, the music industry wasn't ready for this kind of music, or maybe the fans weren't responding in the way that they probably should have been. I don't know what the case scenario is, but I don't know. Whatever happened to this guy, he needs to come back because he makes beautiful, I mean, beautiful music. So the first song, Cave In, it, it comes in very, you know, playfully. It's very, this entire album is very, very colorful. All of the music, all of the synthesizers are not like deep, overdubbed, heavy bass 
and, you know, overwhelming, but rather they're very easy and gradual. There's this very comforting sense of, you know, I'm not really sure what's going on, but I kind of like it. And it's, it's very, very, like, I, and I feel like people went crazy over Fireflies, not just for the music video, but for the song itself. He's literally talking about Fireflies, Lightning Bugs. And we'll get to that song in a minute, but let's dive into Cave In real quick. I'm just going to go into the first verse just a little bit, just to, just to give you an idea of how playful, poetic his lyricism is. So he says, please take a long, hard look through your textbook, because I'm history. When I strap my helmet on, I'll be long gone because I've been dying to leave. I'll ride the range and hide all the loose change in my bedroll because riding a dirt bike down a turnpike always takes its toll on me. I've had just about enough of, quote, diamonds in the rough because my backbone is paper thin. Get me out of this cavern or I'll cave in. And it's, it's really like complex but simplistic at the same time it's like i'm gonna i'm just gonna end it in a little bit more just a little bit more now first second verse is if the bombs go off the sun will still be shining because i've heard it said that every mushroom cloud has a silver lining though i'm always undermining too deep to know swallow the drop of gravel and blacktop because the road tastes like winter green the wind and the rain smell of oil and octane mixed with stale gasoline. I'll soak up the sound, try to sleep on the wet ground. I'll give 10 minutes, give or take, because I just don't foresee myself getting drowsy when cold integrity keeps me wide awake. It's very, very complex, but it's also very straightforward. It's like this weird combination of comfortable and complexities and I think that's probably one of the main things that kind of turned people off. But when you hear the music, you know, all of these words that are being used, all of these metaphors, it's drowning in metaphors, right? Everything, every line, every sentence, every syllable is metaphoric. Nothing is straight to the point and literal. Everything is represented to mean something else. And I think that kind of turns people away because it's like, I don't have time to think about what he means when he says blankety blank. Like, I don't have time to, to deep dive and analyze what he means when he's talking about whatever the fuck he's talking about. But I think people overlook that because, it, because of those complexities and they forget that the music itself is overwhelmingly gorgeous. Like, it's beautiful music and complex lyrics that makes you feel comfortable. And I don't know if people are just not familiar with that type of complexity because the music itself isn't simplistic either, but it's not overwhelmingly complex. The overwhelming complexities come from his lyricism. And again, I think that turns people off a little bit, but when you really just sit down and just like enjoy it, like the roller coaster ride that it is, you'll find that, yeah, it got a lot of twists and turns, ups and downs, you know, jerks forward and, and sudden stops, but it's 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 nice. I can enjoy this. I, I like it. It's fun, you know? Let's go into another one. This is a very, very simplistic song. It is called Dental Care. And it's so, this one is pretty straightforward, honestly. It's, it's a pretty straightforward song, but it's also very, very silly. It's very, very silly. There's no deep meaning or metaphor behind it. It's just a little silly song. So the first verse, I brush my teeth and look in the mirror. 
and laugh out loud as I'm beaming from ear to ear. I'd rather pick flowers instead of fights. And rather than flaunt my style, I'd flash you a smile of clean pearly whites. I've been to the dentist a thousand times, so I know the drill. I smooth my hair, sit back in the chair, but somehow I still get the chills. It's very, very silly, but it's also, it works. That wordplay is very, very creative. And I think that in a sense, he was just like, how can I make this work? What can I say? How can I, you know, how can I do this and play it off and make it make sense? And it just works. So this entire song is basically how much he hates going to the dentist and, you know, dreads it. And the, the, the atmosphere there isn't comforting. It's not soothing. It's not fun. I'm not having a good time here. I'm just here because I have to be. You know what I'm saying? And at the end of the second verse, and it's low-key my favorite part of the song. He says, when hygienists leave on long vacations, that's when dentists scream and lose their patience. Patience being a double entendre for the patients that they're tending to and the patients that they have to, you know, see to all these excessive appointments. Oh man, it's just, it's such, it's nice. It's a nice little song. I like it. And maybe I'm just weird that I'm into shit like this, but it's, it's nice. Now, ooh, hold on. Before we get to Fireflies, because I noticed what we're waiting on. I have to stop. I have to stop at fucking Meteor Shower. Meteor Shower has to be the most beautiful. And I say that about a lot of music, but God diggity damn it. This song is beautiful. It really, really is. And I can remember, you know, this is back when I was playing the piano, like, exclusively. And I did it every single day. And I was really, really good at playing songs by ear. And I still am. And I practiced for months perfecting the piano melody. And the song is not that long. The song is very, very short. It's like under two minutes. And But the piano in the beginning, I perfected that. I learned it all by ear. I didn't Google the sheet music for the album or nothing like that. I was just like, I'm going to figure this out. And I figured it out. And it's so, it feels, it feels amazing. And that's the biggest thing about Owl City is the music feels good. So even if you don't understand the lyricism, even if you don't know why you like it, you know that you like it because it feels good. It feels good to you. And this song feels amazing. It's like one of those weird, you know, stimulating things, those sensual things that just kind of deep dives into your cells in your body and stimulates them all at once. It's like this radiating energy of just, ah. And the lyrics, <laughs> the lyrics aren't even there. It's, it's a very short song. And this is all he says. This is all he says. I can finally see that you're right there beside me. I am not my own, for I have been made new. Please don't let me go. I desperately need you. That is all this motherfucker says. I am not my own, for I have been made new. Please don't let me go. I desperately need you. And it and it's just like, bro, it's a combination of that and this beautiful ass trinkles of, it's called Meteor Shower. And I feel like when you listen to it, that's what you're experiencing 
is a meteor shower. And this may be a reach, but it might be this like deep connection to the universe and you're welcoming all of its extravagant pieces together at once and everything is colliding, everything is moving, everything is existing, everything is cohabitating and it feels amazing. It is like the most, and I forgot how good this song was until I heard it the other day. I said, damn, this used to be my shit. And it's such a beautiful song. If you don't listen to nothing else off this album, listen to fucking Meteor Shower. It is a great, I mean, beautiful ass song. I, I just can't get over it, man. It's it's wonderful. It's wonderful. And people think that Fireflies is a hit. Fireflies is a hit. I'm about to get to that. This is the next song on the list. But Meteor Shower, Meteor Shower, I, ugh, I remember, so I was in ninth grade, right, going into 10th grade, and I had an assignment for my science class. There was like, you have to write a piece, you know, based on, you know, the astrology that we've been going over in the course. And I took this song as inspiration, and I wrote how it made me feel, because it was all cosmic glory it was all astronomical wonders it was all this big beautiful universe that was colliding and separating and moving around all at once and I went into so much detail and these motherfuckers just took my paper and wrote the grade on top of it they didn't even read it and I just like bro I just wasted this masterpiece of literature to these imbeciles in this science class. And y'all didn't even fucking look. It made me so mad. <laughs> it made me so mad because it was a great piece of writing and they didn't even read it. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> Let's go into Fireflies. I noticed what everybody's waiting for, but I just had to stop and talk about Media Shower. And then I got one more song to talk about after Fireflies that is a, this, this album is so good. Okay, so Fireflies. We all know how it starts, those little dingity dings in the very beginning. It's very, very playful. And I love, and I'm going to go off the music video as well. This is strictly by memory. I haven't seen the music video in forever. But from what I understand and what I can remember, he's in his room playing on his keyboard. He turns everything on on his keyboard and as he's turning things on he's in a room full of toys and one by one every single toy in his room cuts on as the song progresses and the melodies you know the the rhythm picks up and the and the tempo increases ever so slightly and it's it's wonderful it's like a little wonderland because these aren't like new millennium age toys these are like old school toys, like the Robobots and the little Simon Says and, you know, little lights and trinkets and things that spin real fast. These are very 1990s, 1980s toys. And they're all just going off all at once as he's playing his piano. And it's so, it's it just feels good. Like you want to be in that room. And you think with the, with the description of the song being literally about fireflies, that it would be more of an outdoorsy themed you know, music video, but it's very nostalgic. And I really do appreciate that. So the lyrics to the song, you would not believe your eyes if 10 million fireflies lit up the world as I fell asleep. Cause they fill the open air and leave teardrops everywhere. You'd think me rude, but I would just stand and stare. I'd like to make myself believe that planet earth turns slowly 
It's hard to say that I'd rather stay awake when I'm asleep because everything is never as it seems. And I feel like with that, let's just stop right there really quick. With that, you're basically saying, you know, these fireflies are part of this grand gesture of the universe that only exists in the nighttime. If I'm up during the day moving around doing stuff, I would never have this experience of witnessing these little bugs do their work, make their magic. So the world as I know it when I'm awake during the day is not the same world that exists when I'm laying in my bed about to go to sleep every night. So with that logic, with that mindset, everything that I know to be true, everything that I perceive to be real is not really real. Like the world that I know as I know it is not all that the world is, is not the real world because there's so much more happening as soon as I close my eyes at night that I can't even bear witness to. So of course, if I'm up and I see all of these fireflies just flying around me, I'm going to take a moment and appreciate that. I'm going to bask in it. I'm going to, you know, absorb every bit of it as much as I can because this isn't my reality. This is like a fantasy. This is a dream. This is unrealistic. And that's beautiful because you really take the time to appreciate what's around you. You really take the time to appreciate what you don't already appreciate. You're, you're seeing the world from a different perspective, from different angles, and you're learning within that time frame to take advantage of those little moments that you have now because there's no guarantee that they'll always be available for you later. And that's just, that's a lovely, that's lovely, right? Like, that's so cute. So in addition to that, the nostalgic music video, it was overall a very, very popular song. And then he kind of just disappeared after his second album drop and no one really heard from him again. So the last song that I want to talk about on this album specifically is a song called The Tip of the Iceberg. And in, its, in the same feeling of fireflies, it's kind of centered around a central theme, which the central theme is wintertime, right? So there's a lot of metaphors regarding winter. And I love it because it feels, again, it feels really, really good. It feels like the kind of song that you would listen to when it's cold outside. Not necessarily Christmas music, but just wintertime music. It's a seasonal song, not a holiday song. There's a difference. So it starts off, welcome back winter once again and put on your warm fuzzy sweater because you'll feel much better when the snowflakes fall gently to the ground. The temperature drops and your shivers freeze all the rivers around, but I keep you warm. So it's a love song, but the metaphors are all centered around it's cold outside. You know what I'm saying? I think I want to actually go through this entire song lyrically. So <laughs> let's see. If speed's a pro, inertia must be a con because the cold wind blows out precise rates when I have my ice skates on. If all the roads were paved with ice that wouldn't thaw or crack, I could skate from Maine to Nebraska, then on to Alaska and back because you keep me warm. Just let that marinate like some butter on a steak, man. Come on, like... If all the roads were paved with ice that wouldn't thaw or crack, I could skate from Maine to Nebraska, then on to Alaska and back because you keep me warm. 
That is lovely. Like you can't, you're not finna. Oh my God. This is such a beautiful. <laughs> and here's my favorite part of the song. I love the energy. The energy as the song is, is, is playing, the energy increases. Not the tempo, not the music, but the energy. His, you know, voice box, his persona, his body language changes, especially at this last part, this third verse. And it is just the greatest feeling. It feels good. And I don't think we really appreciate like feel good music anymore. I don't know if that's thing, that's just a thing that doesn't exist that we just take for granted, but this feels good to me. Let me, let me, let me, look, 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 look. Okay. Peer over the edge. Can you see me? Riffulets flow from your eyes. Paint runs from your mouth like a waterfall and your lungs crystallize. I'll travel the sub-zero tundras. I'll break glaciers and frozen lakes. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. I'll do whatever it takes to change. This motherfucker is trying to define odds that cannot be done. He is trying to change history. He is trying to change his life. He is trying to change the overall outcome of whatever the circumstances or situations is. This is better than fucking, it's more, it's more emotionally packed than a thousand miles or hey there Delilah where they're talking about all the things that they'll do for the love of Delilah. This motherfucker is going to great lengths to the edge of the earth to the most unforgivable like experiences that mankind can withstand these obstacles that are impossible to devour and overcome he is trying to become a fucking superhuman in the process and it's just like yo that's fucking lovely it's beautiful and then there's one more little snippet there's one more little snippet the song is not over yet ladies and gentlemen because that was my favorite part he says oh gosh Oh my gosh, she says, farewell powdery paradise, we'd rather skate on the thinnest ice, fingers failed us before they froze, frostbite bit down on all our toes, basically, this is it, this is it right here, this is the final showdown, this is our last crusade, this is the final, this is the last little bit, we gotta get through it, right? Snow drifts build up and enfold us as we wait out this winter storm. So we snuggle close in the darkness and keep each other so warm. This is it. This is the last little bit of life that we have. The sun is going down. It's getting colder. The snow is getting thicker. We can't feel our fingers and our toes anymore. We have exceeded all humanly advances. At this point, it's just you and I now. And we're going to do everything that we can to not only survive, but to keep each other alive. That's fucking lovely, bro. Like, you're not going to sit here and tell me that that shit is not beautiful. Because it is. It's amazing. And, and this motherfucker just disappeared. Now, that's not the last song on this album. And again, he had another album after it. And again, he dropped a couple of singles and projects under a different name. And, you know, he's a producer. He produced all these songs himself. He wrote all of these songs himself. He performed all of these songs himself. And it's just like, he just disappeared. You just gave up? You just stopped? Like, why? Why would you do that? And anyway, that was Ocean Eyes by Owl City. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful 
project, beyond words, beyond reason, beyond rhyme. It's from the metaphors to the music, to the sensory detail, to the overall feeling of euphoria, nostalgia. It's a little bit of everything. And it's not vulgar. It's not disrespectful. It's not, you know, over-sexualized or anything like that. It's, it's really, really just cute and colorful and metaphoric as hell. It's the sensory detail in the poetry of his lyricism. He's a poet that just so happens to make bomb-ass music. That's the best way that I could sum it up and put it together. He's a poet that just so happens to make bomb-ass music. And it's worth going back and listening to. Again, this was back in 2009. I was in middle school, going into high school. And I listened through it all the way up through my 10th grade year. And it was just... It's fucking lovely, bro. It's lovely. So that was Oceanized by Owl City. I highly recommend you go and check it out. It's beautiful, beautiful music. Thank you again for tuning in. I always appreciate the love, the support. And until next time, I will speak to you all later. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the All Anal, All Anal, All Anal podcast with your host, Sebastian Starr.